Hi, I'm Marie. And I'm Emily. And we're registered dietitians who love to look at the research when it comes to all things diets and supplements. With years of working with professional and collegiate athletes, we've seen it all, and we're here to set the record straight. On this podcast, we break down popular diets and supplements to let you know what's legit and what's BS. versus BS podcast. We're here today with a very broad topic. We've talked about carbohydrates, we've talked about fats, and we've had a ton of submissions coming in. Really, the inspiration for this was we had a listener submission that just said, hey, what's the deal with protein? Can you talk about it? Can you do an episode on it? But we've also had really specific questions about protein. So today we are finally going over our third and final macronutrient protein. We're going to get into a whole bunch of topics on this macronutrient. And so we're excited to get in. And I can't believe it took us 58 episodes to talk about protein. (laughs) Like the most basic of all nutrition topics. Right. Well, I think here we are. It's because people have kind of more wild ideas about fats and carbohydrates and their link to health and weight. And as we'll talk about, people have their own ideas about protein as well, but it's not quite as talked about in the media, just in terms of like, avoid this or eat this only, right? For sure. But yeah, so thank you to all of our listeners who sent in submissions. Um, Some of them were from a while ago, so we try to get to them as quickly as we can. So thank you for your patience. But before we get into everything, as always, if you like our podcast, please be sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or a five-star rating on Spotify. And continue to send us topic suggestions. You can DM us on our Instagram at rds underscore vs underscore bs underscore bod or our contact page from our website, rdsvsbs.com. And we are going to start out today with some shit that Emily saw at the grocery store. And I have never seen this before, but I'm looking at pictures and I'm intrigued slash delighted to talk about these. (laughs) Oh my God. So I won't lie and say that I saw these at the grocery store, but I was running because I'm training for a half marathon and I'm like, really tired, looking at the ground. And I pass this package. It's literally trash on the ground. And I see the word P-E-A-T-O-S, P-E-A-T-O-S and immediately thought of the podcast. And I stopped and took a picture of the trash on the ground. So they look like Cheetos, but they're vegan and they're made of peas and lentils. It's funny. On the front, it says a jam of junk food taste that's plant-based. Basically, the only difference is that the first ingredient is pulse flour blend which is pea flour, lentil flour, fava bean protein. And then they use a vegan cheddar cheese seasoning. Yeah, if you look at the nutrition facts, they're fat-wise actually kind of similar to Cheetos. There's eight grams of fat. There's three grams of fiber. There's four grams of protein. I'm not encouraging people to go out and buy these, right? Like who knows what they taste like and it's still, you know. Yes, technically it's like a slightly better nutritionally snack than Cheetos, but like, it's still like a fried starchy vegetable snack, right? (laughs) Yeah, for sure. We haven't deviated too far from the originals. Anytime a quote junk food is trying to rebrand as like 
a plant-based, not junk food. It's like, it's still just like a highly processed thing that you've thrown in a bag. It's maybe marginally better, but you should be eating pitos probably amount, the same amount that you eat Cheetos <laughs> sparingly, right? That's so. a good point. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, so that was my garbage on the ground find. Made me laugh. I'm glad that you found it when you were like already tired and wanting a break. And it's like, oh, well, perfect. I, I know. I was thinking that. pictures. All right. Well, today we are talking all things protein. And I think this is going to be an interesting conversation because, Emily, you and my clients, I feel like probably have incredibly polar opposite views on protein. (laughs) Yes, because when I, I, you know, I was thinking about that. And for those of you who don't know us, I work a lot with your private practice clients. And you know, a lot of my clients are women. I have women and men, but a lot of, especially women will ask me, well, is this going to make me bulky? Is this going to be bad for my kidneys and all of that stuff? And then Marie, I know your population of clients are very different and would have a very different approach to protein. Right. So for those that don't know, I contract with the military. And so yeah, my dudes are like protein and everything, (laughs) protein drinks, protein pancakes, protein cereal, all of it. Today, we're hoping to, you know, clear up some myths on both ends of the spectrum. Because yeah, we hear all sorts of things pretty much depending on who you are, what your goals are. People have different thoughts on protein, but we wanted to answer quite a few questions that we get from a lot of people. So the questions are, what effect does protein have on the body? Why is it important? Will it make you bulky? Is protein just free calories, meaning that you can eat as much as you want and it will never get turned into fat? Will eating a lot of protein hurt your kidneys? How much protein should each person eat. What's the deal with complete proteins? And if you don't know what that is, we'll explain more when we get to the question. And lastly, do I need a protein powder and what ones do we recommend? So a lot to get into today. So the first one is what is protein? What does it do for the body? And why is it important? So If you've listened to this podcast before, you probably have heard us talk about macronutrients. Well, protein is one of the macronutrients. There are three. There's carbs, fat, and protein. So for each gram of protein, you get four calories. So what does it actually do in the body and why is it important? You know, beyond building muscle, which is what most people think about when they hear protein. So it's found throughout the body in pretty much every tissue, muscle, bone, skin, hair. Even if you're someone not trying to build a bunch of muscle, everyone needs protein. It's super, super important. You know, just getting a little, little into the science here, if people are interested in, okay, so what is protein made of? It's basically made up of 20 or so building blocks called amino acids. So amino acids make proteins. Basically, when you have a long chain of amino acids, so they will all bond together, that is what makes a protein, essentially. So and it's interesting, Emily, that you said there's like 20 ish amino acids. And I have had this question before. And I just want to clarify for listeners, because I'm sure there's some like, what do you mean you don't know how many there are? So it depends on who you ask and what their profession is. If you ask a biologist versus a dietitian versus like an organic chemist, you're going to get different answers because 
an organic chemist is going to classify, I think there's 23, that an organic chemist would be like, these are all amino acids because they have this a particular structure. But then a biologist is going to say, well, one of these doesn't really do anything biologically. So like, we don't count that one. So I always just thought that was really interesting that nobody can really agree on how many amino acids right. there are. I know. You know, all you have to know for this podcast today is that there are about 20. Yeah. And that amino acids make up protein. Yeah. A summary is that any metabolic function, any pretty much every chemical reaction that's happening in your body is requiring some sort of protein or amino acid. Having adequate protein is just like wildly important for keeping you going as a biological entity. Like, basically, if you stop eating protein, you will die eventually because you require protein and you require the intake from food of nine of those amino acids. So protein's super important. So we should probably talk about where it comes from, right? Yes. Okay. There are sources of protein from animals and from plants. So animals would include meat, fish, poultry, eggs, dairy, if we're going plant-based, you could get protein from soy, which is what tofu is made of. So tofu is a really big source of protein for vegans and vegetarians. There's nuts. Whole grains have proteins in them. Some have more than others, like quinoa has a decent amount, whereas you know brown rice just has a couple grams. Beans and lentils. Starchy vegetables like potatoes and peas contain a little bit, you know, whether you eat meat or you're a vegan or vegetarian, there's a way for you to get protein. And thank goodness, or else all those things we mentioned earlier would not be happening in your body. A question that we get a lot is how much protein should we eat in a day? All right, everybody get out your calculators. Yes, yes, This yes. is just A plus podcasting right here. We're gonna do some math equations. <laughs> I would like to caveat here that this is general recommendations. So you individual listener. Um, if you want an actual recommendation for you, we would recommend either reaching out to us or reaching out to another dietitian because there are always exceptions or disease processes going on that we would need to take into account. So generalizations, these are general recommendations. We would typically recommend that you consume about one to 1.2 grams of protein per kilogram of your body weight. So how much do you weigh in kilograms, you ask? Okay, so take your pounds and you divide it by 2.2. That is how much you weigh in kilograms. So then times that number by 1 to 1.2. That's how many grams of protein we would typically recommend for the average person. For somebody who's active, that would probably be a little bit higher. I typically recommend, Emily, you have on here 1.2 to 1.4 grams per kilogram. I typically recommend 1.2 to like 1.6-ish. And then if somebody's trying to gain muscle, we would recommend 1.6 to 2.2 grams per kilogram. And you can even go higher. I mean, I know bodybuilders consume up to like 2.5 grams per kilogram. So that's a pretty like wildly large range, right? Like 0.8 grams per kilogram being like, hey, don't be deficient. But then you've got up to potentially 2.5 grams per kilogram if you're like really trying to put on muscle. So it's a very individualized situation. So a question that I've gotten in the past and people are curious about this is, is eating a lot of protein bad for the kidneys? So I don't really know the history of where this came from. 
Marie, I don't know. Do you know why this is something that people still have questions about? I think it's probably linked to what I'm pretty sure you're about to start talking about. But (laughs) uh, (laughs) I mean, so like I caveated at the beginning, I said there are certain diseases in which these would not be our protein recommendations, right? And so one of those is kidney disease. Your kidneys are very important in the metabolism of protein. So if you have kidneys that are diseased, right? Like if you have chronic kidney disease or acute kidney disease or something going on with your kidneys, you are unable to metabolize them correctly and you could build up the amino acids in your system. So it, I think, was thought that excessive amino acid intake or protein intake could cause kidney disease, like could hurt yeah. your kidneys. But really what we find, it's really only important to limit protein if you already have kidney disease. And there doesn't seem to be a direct link of, I ate a bunch of protein and now my kidneys are messed up. Yes. And definitely up to 2.5 grams per kilogram of protein per day has been shown to be safe. Right. All right. So the next two questions that we're going to tackle are the opposite ends of the spectrum. Emily is going to talk about, will eating a bunch of protein make you super bulky overnight? And I'm going to talk about, will you be able to eat as much protein as you want without gaining any fat? Because protein cannot get converted into fat? Question mark. (laughs) All right, Emily. Go for it. Yes. Okay. So will it make you bulky? Not unless you're trying. And if you ask any bodybuilder, which I am not, but you know, you ask any bodybuilder, this question pisses them off because if it was just as easy as eating a lot of protein to gain muscle and to look like them, a lot more people would do it. But It's not just eating the protein. It's also pairing it with a very specific weight training plan. Yeah, it's really important to remember that it's not just the protein. It's a, a decent protein amount. Being in a calorie excess and training a certain way is going to then help people bulk up. Just eating a lot of protein is not gonna do that. Right. I think that's a huge misconception. I think a lot of people think that like all the protein you eat just like goes straight to your muscles. Right. So, and it is funny that that is like one course of thinking for people because the other course of thinking is that somehow if you eat protein, it has no way of getting converted into fat. You can eat as much protein as you want without gaining any body fat And it is therefore the best macronutrient to eat if you're trying to lose weight or lean out or anything like that. So we've said it before, we'll say it again. Fat gain and fat loss comes down to calories. If you are in a calorie deficit, you will lose weight. If you are doing it correctly, that weight will come off in the form of fat mass. And if you are eating in a calorie excess, you will gain weight. So dietary fat can be stored as fat as fuel later, right? carbohydrates can get converted into fatty acids and stored as fat for fuel later. So proteins cannot get directly converted into fat. And so I think that's why people think that it cannot be stored as fat. But proteins can get converted into carbohydrates and then get converted into fatty acids and stored as fat if there is an excess of calories and that energy needs to be stored. So proteins can get converted into carbs and carbs can get converted into fat. And so therefore you can store protein 
as fat eventually. Now, of the three macronutrients, it takes the most amount of steps to get there. So it's not going to immediately go to the protein as a preferred fuel source. It will only turn to protein as a fuel source if you are desperately in need for fuel and you're not getting it from anywhere else. Yes, of the three, it is, I guess, quote, the hardest to turn into fat just because it requires the most steps. And like we were talking about earlier, protein is used in so many other bodily functions and it is being distributed throughout the whole body to contribute to all these different pathways and enzyme production and like all kinds of stuff that most people are not eating so much protein that they have so much of an excess that it gets converted into carbs and then into fat. But like anything, if you overconsume anything, including protein, it can eventually lead to fat gain. Now, I will say people who have higher protein diets tend to be leaner. I use that word tend super, super like tend, like don't just start going out and eating like 20 steaks a day and be like, why am I not getting lean? Um, (laughs) Total calorie consumption is a part of this equation. What are your exercise habits is a part of this equation. What else are you eating as a part of this equation? What is the source of your protein is a part of this equation. But why people with higher protein diets tend to be leaner is because protein keeps you full. The second thing is that protein requires slightly more energy to metabolize than carbs and fat do. Now, people get really wrapped up into this and they're like, oh my God, like we burn more when we eat more protein. It is like a really, really, really small amount more that you burn off by metabolizing protein. So don't just use that as an attempt to lose weight by like slightly increasing your protein. You're not really going to see a whole lot of difference, but it's a factor. I think for me, what's the most important thing to highlight when it comes to health and mobility, especially as we get older, is that optimal protein intake is going to slow or stop lean muscle tissue breakdown. Especially as we're aging, this is a huge contributor to why people gain a lot of weight when they get older is because their lean body tissue breaks down, they're less mobile, they're less active, so they're burning less calories throughout the day. But also, um, we've talked a lot about basal metabolic rate. So how many calories do you burn in a day just existing, just keeping your body alive? The more lean tissue that you have, so the more muscle mass that you have, the higher that number is going to be. So for a lot of people that have higher skeletal muscle mass, they actually just naturally burn more calories in a day. And that makes staying in a a leaner body type easier for them because they essentially have like a bigger calorie budget than somebody who has less skeletal muscle mass. Optimal protein intake, like we were kind of saying, when you pair that with strength training, this will promote skeletal muscle growth. This is why strength training is so important I had, I listened to a really interesting talk um, because I had never really thought about, you know, exercise with aging before, Um, but I listened to an exercise physiologist and she was giving this talk to a group of older adults and my boyfriend's going to make a joke. I was like, oh, that's why you were there. Um, Oh my God. (laughs) I was observing the talk and um, no, it was interesting. It was, it was good. She was talking about like the different tenets, like it was basically flexibility, uh, strength training, cardiovascular and balance. And like of those four, what's the most important thing? And like, you know, the answer was all of them are important, but there's a really, yeah, there's a really (laughs) interesting takeaway that stuck with me. It's that strength training gives you mobility cardiovascular training gives you longevity. So there's no point in living a long time if you can't move and Ah. you can move really well, but if you don't incorporate cardiovascular, you're not going to be doing it for a long time. So 
that mobility piece gets lost for a lot of people. Um, and it is really sad. They'll be completely immobile for the last like 10 years of their life. So ha- pairing optimal protein intake with strength training can create higher skeletal muscle mass. Again, you are not going to turn into Arnold Schwarzenegger overnight. And I know ladies are the ones that are usually the ones concerned about this. Like you have to have a very dedicated and specific strength training program to be putting on that type of muscle mass. But even something as simple as like Pilates or, you know, a strength training routine where you go in two, three times a week and you lift a little bit of weights and you get a little bit of um, resistance training in to like build up your muscle mass and build up your bone mass. Pairing that with optimal protein intake is at least going to give you a skeletal muscle mass that is going to keep you mobile throughout your life. I feel like I just talked for a really long time, but no, I I think now is a great time to tell people like, do not be scared of muscle gain. Right. Because you've made two excellent points there. One is that the more muscle we have, the more calories our body burns. So it's easy, you know, you can eat more and it's easier to stay leaner, all of those things, but also for longevity, it's important for mobility over time. So when people say, I don't want to be bulky, well, that's fine. I don't want to be bulky either, but you're probably not going to get bulky unless you're trying, but don't be afraid of some muscle gain. When people say, I want to be toned, that really means I want to have muscles and be lean. Mm-hmm. That's what it means. So don't don't be afraid of muscle gain, of lifting a couple times a week, or it's it's really really good for your body on many levels, and you're not gonna look scary big unless you're trying to. Yeah. But what I want to talk about next is the idea of complete proteins. Well, we were talking about amino acids earlier. When you have a complete protein. That means it contains all nine of the essential amino acids. So the essential amino acids are nine of the 20-some amino acids that your body does not make. Your body can't make it on its own, so you have to eat protein for your body to get these nine essential amino acids. When you eat a complete protein, it contains all nine essential amino acids, So complete proteins are in all animal-based proteins, so not just meat and fish and poultry, but also in things like eggs and even dairy. If you eat those, you're getting all nine essential amino acids. That's a complete protein. Also in soy. So that's positive for our vegans and vegetarians out there. You can eat soy, and that has all nine essential amino acids. But then there's also incomplete proteins, and they don't contain all nine essential amino acids. So most of the vegan protein sources, the plant-based protein sources that we talked about earlier, the nuts and the whole grains, things like that, individually do not contain all nine essential amino acids. This is why eating rice and beans together is a good combo, because separately, they don't contain all nine essential amino acids, but together you get all of them. Also, what they've found in the research is that you don't need to eat all nine essential amino acids at every single time of eating. 
What's most important is that you eat a variety of different types of plant-based protein throughout your day. So you don't have to worry about, okay, I've got to pair these two things at breakfast and lunch and dinner. It's more like, no, let's get a variety and don't focus solely on almonds for all of your protein. (laughs) That's not going to give you all the essential amino acids and things are going to start going wrong. If you eat meat or even dairy or eggs or fish, you're good. You don't have to worry about complete proteins, but this really applies to people who only eat plant-based protein and maybe don't get a whole lot of soy. This is one of the things when people tell me that they want to be vegan, I really make sure that they understand. That's fine. You can get plenty of protein in a vegan diet, but you have to be slightly more conscientious of your sources. Right. Absolutely. Yes. And, you know, what we're going to talk about next is protein powder and if everyone needs it and which ones to recommend. And since we're talking about, you know, vegan, the positive thing is that a lot of vegan protein powders already contain multiple sources of protein because they figured this out. Right. It's they're not going to give you just typically just rice protein. And if you see that, don't buy it because it's not going to give you all of the essential amino acids. Instead, find one that does a mix. Like I've seen ones that are a mix of rice protein plus hemp protein plus cranberry. But yeah, you want to get that mix so you get all of the different essential amino acids there. But that was just jumping ahead a little bit. So yeah, Marie, what are your thoughts on protein powders? And do you think every person needs it? And if not, who would you recommend it for? So uh, I have a strength coach that I work with who (laughs) has this motto in his weight room, which I love. It says, uh, shakes are for fakes. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) And what, what he means by that is do not rely on a protein shake as your primary protein source. I like because, it. Yeah, you've always got these people in the gym walking around with their protein powders or whatever, and then they leave and then they go drink a protein shake and then think that they're just good on protein. So I will say that I think that a quality protein powder that you like flavor-wise, whether it's plant-based or not plant-based, has a benefit. Does that mean everybody has to have one? No. Most people can get through their day without a protein powder getting adequate protein. But it's a good thing to sort of have on hand to add to smoothies. Uh, I recommend sometimes that people add it to oatmeal if they're not big egg eaters in the morning to help with protein intake if you're struggling with that. It's kind of one of those like, do you have to have it? No. For a lot of people with higher activity level or just sometimes with people like if you're just bigger, like if you're just a bigger person. And everything's based off of body weight, right? Like it might just be hard to get to your protein needs if you're like a six foot five dude, right? Like you Mm -hmm. might just struggle to eat that much protein. So that's why we would then recommend a supplement, which by definition means you are supplementing everything else that you're eating in the rest of the day. So the majority of your protein should come from good quality sources from plants or animals. And then if you need an additional supplement to that, because you struggle to get protein in the morning, because you aren't going to get to a meal within three hours of your workout. So you want something at least um, for whatever reason, it is a 
supplement that I would recommend people have on hand if they feel like they fit in that category. If you've listened to any of our episodes before where we talk about supplements, you probably know what we're going to talk about next, which is if you buy a supplement, make sure that it's third-party certified because if it's not, no one's regulating it. It could be contaminated. We don't want that. So look for one of three logos on the canister. It'll either say NSF or informed choice or USP. And that means someone else has looked at it and has given it the check that, yes, this is a safe supplement. So yeah. And if you guys uh, go into the description for this episode, we're actually going to go ahead and write out those websites. So you can go to websites and you can look up protein powders that they have third party tested. And you can also search to see if the one that you're interested in, they don't always put it on the label, which is like super annoying. But if you want to check to see if the one that you have or the one you're interested in is third party tested with one of those, you can go to those websites and check. So we'll go ahead and put those in the description. Yes. Okay. We have a couple of recommendations for you. So, I mean, there's two groups here that we're looking at. There's whey-based proteins, which would be animal protein, and then plant-based proteins. A few that I like for whey proteins is Bipro and Gold Standard. For plant-based proteins would be Garden of Life, Vega Sport, or Orgain. Do you have any others, Marie, that you'd want to add? All right. Yeah. So some other ones, other brands I'd recommend. So this is whey protein. Ascent has a whey protein. Uh, people get really excited about this one. So the Dimatize Elite and the Dimatize ISO 100. So there is a fruity pebble flavor of the Dimatize ISO 100 that everybody is cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs about. So <laughs> um, yes, that one is third party tested. Ladder, that is LeBron James's supplement company, and his stuff is third-party tested. It's expensive, but um, that is an option. There's a company called Momentus. Again, that's going to be a slightly higher price, but their whole thing is like grass-fed. Ladder, the LeBron James company, has a plant-based protein. Momentus has a plant-based protein. And Ascent has a plant-based protein. All of those that we would recommend. We are not sponsored by any of these people. If you would like to sponsor us, if you are a salesperson or affiliated with any of these companies, please let us know. Let us know. But yeah, so those are all good. And you can get more than just whey or plant-based. Those are the most popular. um, And those are sort of like a good place to start if you've never had a protein powder before. I do know some people don't like the whey protein very much. Like they just don't tolerate it very well. Like especially if you have any issue with dairy proteins. There are options out there. There, so there's beef-based proteins, there's soy-based proteins, there's egg-based proteins. Like you can find any, pretty much any protein source being the base of a protein powder. We're not going to go through all of those. But again, if you are interested to see if it's third-party tested, you can go to any of those websites to check if that supplement is on there. Okay, so that's everything you could have ever wanted to know about <laughs> protein. As you can tell, this isn't one of our typical episodes, so there's no BS stamp to give out, but I did want to do a quick summary at the end just based on everything we talked about and talk about the truth about protein and what's BS about protein. So based on everything we said, the truth about protein is that it has many functions in the body. It can also help support muscle gain in tandem with working out, resistance training, 
And both animal and plant-based protein is good for you. And then what's BS is that eating a lot of protein is going to automatically make you bulky. It's BS that protein is bad for your kidneys, right? You can have up to 2.5 grams per kilogram per day and be okay unless you have kidney disease. It's BS that everyone needs a protein powder, but it can definitely be helpful if you choose a good product, can help you reach your number, but not everyone needs it. It's BS that you could eat as much protein as you want without gaining any fat. And it's BS that vegans can't get enough protein. You know, you can mix and match, like we said, with the beans and rice to get all the essential amino acids. But keep in mind, it is harder. So you have to put a little more effort into it. But yeah, that's that's a summary. Did I miss anything with with that, Marie, that you would add? I don't think so. I think that yeah. covered it all. Awesome. And we have a fun protein-related extra segment for you all today. So Marie just got back from this epic trip to Iceland, and she brought something home that she's been waiting to try until she could do it on an episode so all of you could experience it. So Marie, (laughs) let us know what kind of treat you are in for today. Yes. Yeah, so I kept seeing this at like every grocery store, gas station, everything. It is fish jerky. <laughs> and I didn't try it while I was there, but it, they had it in the airport. And so I bought some right before we left. And I am going to try it live in studio, aka my spare room. Yes. <laughs> what kind of fish? This is cod. Cod. Yes. This stuff, you guys, this stuff just, I haven't even opened it yet. It just reeks of fish. Oh, no. My cabinet has been smelling like fish ever since I brought these back. So I'm like really ready to not have these in the house anymore. Do you like fish? I do, but I don't know if I'm going to like dried fish. Yeah, we're about to find out. Is it seasoned with anything? Oh, that's a good question. Um, It is in Icelandic, so I do not know. Oh, Hilarious. Do they have, I have a million questions. Do they have nutrition facts? Like they do. do. Wait, I kind of want to talk about this. This was like, cause of course me being a dietitian, I was like interested in the food there. Uh huh. So they have nutrition labels that are similar to ours, but instead of like the serving size is standardized throughout the whole country. So like the serving size is always a hundred grams, but I don't know what a hundred grams of anything is. I don't think most people do. So it was like, and it also didn't say how many grams were in a package. Oh, see, if you're, <laughs> and it was like very what? not user friendly. I was like, I, I have no idea like what any of this means because I don't know what a hundred grams of pretzels look like. Right. Oh man. So yeah, that was really interesting, but everything is based off of a hundred grams. Oh God. I'm like really, I'm like really nervous to do this. This is going to be really bad. I just, Ooh. I'm like worried about the smell once I open the package. If it was yeah. like seeping through as much as it did. Oh, it's like freeze dried almost. I don't know. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. I'm like. Are you trying it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. Hmm. You know what this tastes like? What? It's got a strong aftertaste. Woo. 
Like fish, like yes, fishy aftertaste. Like a strong fishy aftertaste. Oh no! But while I was eating it, it was okay. Have you ever had the um sea the dried seaweed? Yeah, things. Yeah, it yeah, kind of, yeah. It like weirdly tasted like that. I don't mind that. I think it's just like a very like salty. It was not as bad as I was expecting, but that like you get a strong sensation of fish after. Plus that smell. Yeah, the smell is. The smell's really overwhelming, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I'm not definitely not gonna eat this whole package and I'm not gonna keep it in my house. So. Oh no. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna give it to Captain, my dog. Oh, he's gonna love these. He's gonna smell like fish for a week. But yeah, so apparently that's a popular snack in Iceland. Good for you. Or for- it's a popular tourist money trap. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Either way. Well, I'm so glad we all got to experience that with you. Yes. All right. Well, <laughs> that was great good well that is what we've got for protein if you have more questions on protein let us know you know how to contact us keep sending in your suggestions on topics and if you want to get jacked work with us (laughs) or if you just want to live a healthy life work with us too either way we're going to recommend that you eat protein so Marie and I both take virtual clients one-on-one and you guys know us. You've heard our podcast and you know our approach. It's personalized. It's based on you. And if you don't want to get bulky, we promise not to make you bulky. But if you're interested in getting healthy and meeting any health or nutrition goals, we're here for you. Check out our website, artiesversusbs.com and check out the work with us tab. But until next time, I'm Emily. And I'm Marie. And don't let the BS get the best of you.